Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela today, talking about what might be getting in the way of you getting what you want. What subliminal and subconscious fears are keeping you from being successful or getting love or being financially stable? What are those little things? We're going to uncover them. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. But first, no, I have to first, say something. First, first, first. I mean, that sounds all great and good. The <laughs> whole fear of success thing. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. But we have yeah. a huge reveal coming up on this episode. We do. Very big. This is huge. If you're a fan of the podcast and you've listened to most of the episodes, yes. then you're going to like this. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be like, oh. Yeah. If this is your <laughs> first time listening, just forget what I just said. And you're, you're just going to be like, oh, that was kind of... Boring and dumb. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, come on. All right. Well, anyway, first thing we should talk about, actually, we, we started a new show on Netflix. We did. It was my pick. It was. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, fear of success. Yeah. When you pick a Netflix show in this house or a oh, new series. That's true. You better be sure that it's going to be a success. Yeah. Because if you pick a bad one, you're going to hear about it. Well, we here. established before we pick a show around here. Right. And usually, honestly, our little one's in bed, so it's like the three of us are watching, um, you, me, and Brianna. But like we say, okay, you know, dad's pick, mom's pick, Bree's pick, and then like we establish that. And if it ends horribly, we're like, wow. Yeah. Wow, mom, that was your pick. And and like then I have to be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I think Bree <laughs> picked lock and key. Oh, yeah. And she it's coming out apolog- for sick. Yeah. She had to apologize for that. She had a big, that. huge apology. <laughs> and we, we, we've already told her we're not watching season two. You know, yeah. What's the other one we watched? The Pogue Life. What's that one called again? Oh, Outer Banks. Outer Banks. I, I think, think we've all decided it was fine. That was an e- okay. It's fine. Equal. Yeah. Um, Squid Game was mine. It was your pick. Stranger Things was yours. That was my. No, it was Bree's pick. Oh, it was Bree's. Yeah. Okay, so we'll give her credit for that right. one. Right. All right. Usually, so, I keep my picks to myself, and I watch them by myself. Right. And I actually, mine is the newest pick is the Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. That's my pick. Yeah. So I was going down as mine. So if that's right, we'll really, we'll see if it's good or not. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So Squid Game. We're not. Yeah. Gonna, we have a couple. Spoiler alert. Spoiler we have to say alert. That. We're just going to tell you some of the games that they're playing. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, I mean, basically the idea is that, I don't know, they have to win up. There's uh, games that they have to play. I don't want to kind of give it away here. Uh, the premise is there's a group of people coerced into playing six games. And the last one standing wins all this money. Yeah. And the it's the most violent show I've seen in a while. So it's a very, very violent, violent show. It's a Korean show. It's dubbed, which you get used to right away. It's right. kind of funny. And it, it's, it was a very engaging show. We finished it. It was interesting. But it's not, like you said, for the empath. Yeah, this one's not for the empath. <laughs> Although I, I handled it, and I am. But it was yeah. disturbing. Really disturbing. Yeah. I was disturbed. Like Episode like four or something, like I just couldn't even handle it. Like my problem is like kids and animals. Personally, that's my personal empath path with watching movies or shows issue if kids or animals get hurt i can't watch it and it doesn't happen if that doesn't happen in this one so i i was like okay i can handle it yeah and actually don't go into my closet why because there's a pink jumpsuit with a mask (laughs) with a square on it and that's gonna be my halloween costume whoa yeah (laughs) okay so so in the in the show they play six games Mm -hmm. and basically if you could get through all six games you win yes but i want to tell the audience here is that me and Mystic Michaela have also played six games throughout we have. our <laughs> years together. 
And uh, we're going to go through those six games. Our 21 years yes. together. Okay. So in, in the movie or the, the series, the limited series, they play Red Light, Green Light as their first game. Yes. We never played that together, but no. we did play uh, Rummy. Oh my gosh. We were so crazy when we used to play Rummy. So we got to remember this was before we were married. There was no such thing as phones like we have now. And TV was, there was, we didn't have DVR. It's like back then, I feel so old. There was no DVR or anything. And like, we did not have a lot of money. Right. So it was really rummy. Like got yeah. us through many we, a hard yeah, time. We didn't even have a deck of cards, but we still played. <laughs> you always had those. Because <laughs> you had okay. like your casino face. Yeah, I used to go up to the casinos a lot yeah. at that time. And they all had like holes punched in them. Right. And that was like your so, thing. Like right, you always so, had like, okay. Yeah. All right, we did have decks of cards. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this is like Squid Game. You're going to the casino a lot. You don't have money. Right. You're, you're wooing your new girlfriend by playing, hey, let's play rummy competitively. I was like, okay. Right. Well, that's the idea here. You know, I was trying to make a comparison that we actually did play the Squid right. Game. Right, okay. Um, but we, know, got, we were cutthroat. Oh, we were cutthroat. And cutthroat. At one point, we were like, all right, you know what? We have to come up with nicknames for ourselves. <laughs> and I came up, I forgot what nickname I came up with, but you came up with the nickname Cheetah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's you why you always cheetah. win because yeah. you always cheat. <laughs> that's how you that win all the funny. time because I think, you know, you had the higher winning percentage than I did. But we had this thing like if you lose, the winner had to console you. Okay. Like, remember, winner consoles the loser, which was like the worst part. Like, whoever lost, like the winner had to be like, "Oh, it's okay." Like, yeah. it was. I don't know. All right, and I would, I would say, like, if you're gonna play Rummy, and I don't think anyone ever plays the game anymore. It's like outdated. <laughs> uh, probably the best players I would say would be either what greens, greens for Rummy, okay. like green aura or red aura. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. So, don't play Rummy against a green if you expect to win. <laughs> All right. The second game. Yes. In the limited series was uh, you had to cut out a shape out of like a cake. So they made yeah. like a cake and then there was different shapes in it, like a triangle, a square, yeah, like a, a circle, cookie, yeah. an umbrella, yet, yeah, or like a cookie. Um, and then in order to win the game, you had to cut it out without breaking without it. Without breaking it. Okay. We used to play. We didn't used to do that. Uh, we used to play Old Maid. <gasps> I am the best at Old Maid. Uh-huh. We still play Old Maid with the kids. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. I am the best at it. You know I am. I'm never the old maid. Right. Around here, if you're old maid, I don't know. Like, nobody can handle it. No. There's just something about that, <laughs> getting that card at the end. Yeah. Everyone, was, we're all so competitive when we play. And the, and when you or Bree lose, and we don't let Abby lose. That's no, like, Abby oh, cannot she, lose she can't, Old Maid. It can't no. happen for no, her. She gets really upset. I, I mean, I've played Abby hundreds of times <laughs> in Old Maid, and I've never won. She destroyed the card once. She did. We had to well, she actually, she's actually pretty smart because she actually put a marker on the old maid card. She told card. you that? Yeah. I, I thought she told me that as she, a secret and I've never told no, any she, of you. No, no, I caught her. Because oh. like, she was actually, was really winning every game. <laughs> and I know, then I looked at all the cards and I noticed there was like this little piece of like Play-Doh or something. Like it was like, you know, I don't, I, 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 hope it was play, I hope it was Play-Doh. <laughs> and it was <laughs> stuck to the old maid. Well, around here, I am the best I, I'm just good at old maid. I know when somebody has the old maid card. Okay, that, I that's because I, I think you are good at studying the cracks of the card. Like you know, is no, that I it? study that's your it? pieces. Like I know when somebody has it. I just know. You just know. Yeah, I'm good like that. All right, so for old maid, I old think man, the, the I'm aura, a champ. The aura color would be uh, purple. Yeah, you know, if you're I think a purple, purple yeah. blues, indigo. Yeah. All right. you know, yeah. you can figure it out. All right. In the TV show Squid Game, they play the third game they play is tug of war. Yes. We, I don't think I've ever played that with each other. No. 
but we have played porch ball. We, again, I lived at home. You lived in Long Island and you would come for the summers. And we, uh, again, I mean, what am I? I'm a college student. You were working though. Yeah. Why didn't you have more money? <laughs> like I have excuses. Uh, let's go back to game one. Uh, Casino. <laughs> And we made up, so like my parents' house at that time was on a corner, yeah, like a busy like, corner a busy with corner, a stop yeah. sign. Yeah. And there was a porch. And my parents, if you listen to like the episode Nature Empath episode, and I like put up a bunch of stuff on my on my Instagram at that time of just how much my parents are collectors of many a thing. And their porch was covered with chimes and stained glass and plants and furniture from the outside Yes. Well, from the inside, in, in the outside, like wood and things that you would never think about putting outside. Well, they did. Right. And we just called it porch ball. And right. we made up this huge, intricate, many ruled. Like this was a serious, like this could have been like an Olympic sport. Yes. I mean, first of all, you, you'll never find porch ball anywhere else. No, we, we made, made this up. up. <laughs> uh, there was, and every time we played, we actually had new rules because different things would happen. Right. Because there were so many things. Right. So they had a lot of wind chimes. Mm. So like if you hit a, a wind chime with the ball, with the ball, like when well, you're th- well, you yeah. had you had to throw it at each other, and if you got it past the other person and it went over the porch under the lawn, you got a point. A point. Yeah, with but it had to hit something on the porch. Yes, it couldn't oh, that's just right. Yeah, it couldn't you just had to be bounce in the air. It, bounce one bounce, right. Not two, one bounce. One bounce. And then yeah, yeah. New listeners are like, these two people this. are absolutely crazy. This, you can always skip ahead, right? To the part about fears of success. Right. But right now we're trying to remember the rules. Yeah. I forgot about the there, one bounce. Yeah. So like, well, if you hit a chime, I think you had yes. to do like a, like a spin. It like you hit had to spin a chime, around. turn three times. It, right. <laughs> when a cop car went by, you had to switch sides. Sides. Yep. Um, it, oh, my mom was always taking a nap upstairs. If she screamed down, stop playing porch ball, it's, something happened. Yeah. <laughs> something I forget. There was some sort of... Yeah, we get all excited. We're look, like, yay! We played this many years ago, people. <laughs> we forgot all the rules. But basically, at the end of the game, it was whoever had the most points, and then you had to scream, like, I won. Yeah. And if you forgot to scream, I won, you lost. Yeah, you had five-minute so like, window. Yeah, and if you didn't say it, you were out. something like, I won, sucker. And if you didn't say it within five seconds, you, you lost. You were done. And, <laughs> you know, you ask, what did you win or lose on here? And actually, we're going to tell you there, there was prize, prize money. Yes. And that's coming up. At, we're coming gonna, up. We have one uh, uh, commercial break for uh, better help that we got to get through. Yes. But then when we come back, and again, the big <laughs> reveal is coming up too. Yes. Okay. It's 2021, and it's definitely okay. I think we see this all over the news and the media um, to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans are not meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy helps. BetterHelp is a wonderful place to begin. What is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you'd like some tools, or maybe you're feeling insecure in a relationship or at work. Maybe you're just not dealing well with stress or a transition in your life right now. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and just start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I personally have done this with phone sessions and chat sessions. It's easy. 
yeah, the the therapists are so lovely and professional. They genuinely care. If you need to switch a therapist, it's not a big deal. You just do it online and you can get a different therapist to find your right fit. No questions, no struggles. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Know Your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash K. Y A. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash K Y A. So as we were saying, we would win some amazing cash prize when we would win these like epic games, right, Scott? That is correct. So like if you won <laughs> Rummy or Old Maid or Porchball, you would get uh, money. Yeah. I mean, it's fake money at the time, and there was no like you didn't have to pay at that moment in time, right? But it was a debt that you had. A, uh, you know, uh, accrued. Yeah. Accru- uh, accrued? Yeah. Um, so I had this huge amount of money. It was like hypothetical money. Hypo- we would bet with each other. So our fourth game in the in the TV show, it was marbles. They had to play marbles mm-hmm. and they had like 10 marbles and the first person to win all 10 marbles any way possible got them, right. got, won the game. For us, it was betting fake money. Yeah. So whoever had the highest amount and then the person who was in the most debt yeah. Was the loser. Right. And I had, you know, I was racking up all the money. Yeah, I was, we bet like not five bucks. No, hypothetically, no. we were like 30 grand. Like, and then there was an actual, and I forget how much it got up to, but it was like millions I owed you. Yeah. In hypothetical, in the hypothetical debt. Yes, at least, at least in yen. <laughs> you mean like won? Yeah, oh, in Korea it's won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah won. <laughs> Japan is yen. I but think. then for some reason we got uh, married and it just disappeared. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad now because of all those games that I did win. You know, yeah, all those games of rummy. Every time, you know, I was right on which direction we have to go. Oh yeah, we would bet on everything. We bet on everything, anything like, you could yeah, think of. Like anything you could think of, we'd be like, oh, if the waitress forgets this, you get this, and I get this, or like we would just for anything in life. Yeah. To make it more interesting, we'd put on the on the debt. Yeah. Wow. Are, you, are you sure you just still don't? I think you do actually <laughs> owe me money right now because like, you never paid that. I was the winner. You were, but you yeah. have, you're such a braggart that I feel like you got all, you were so competitive and so braggy when you'd win. Like, I feel like that was enough for yeah. you. You know, you got it. Yeah. And the thing is you could, well, actually I did, you know, sometimes cause you could take the debt, like, cause you owed me a lot of money Yeah. and I could, you could actually <laughs> apply it to things. Like what? Oh yeah. Like, no. Oh, that's right. Cause we, you would be like, hey, listen, I'll take yeah. this much off <laughs> if like, I don't know. You agree to watch this movie with me or something like that? Yeah, right. You know, if you give me like you know a shoulder rub, you know I'll take off like <laughs> fifty yen. Wad. Wad. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, I think I, I, I put it like I oh. don't remember you soliciting me for physical uh, affection. Uh, I might have tried, <laughs> and it just didn't. It just didn't work. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. That uh, that was weak. That one was weak. All right. But so was the marbles game in that. And yeah, yeah, I didn't uh, like yeah, that the, game, the game in, the, was, in yeah. the show. That's why we matched those two up. Yeah, that's because like weak. Marvel, yeah, really, it was weak. That was searching. Yeah. Okay, what's our fifth game? <laughs> okay, <laughs> the the fifth game we used to play. Okay, first in the show, it was the Bridge of Glass. Mm. So you had a there was like two sh- uh, sheets of glass. One would break if you stepped on it, yeah. and one would be fine. Yep. And you, of course, you wanted to step on the one that would be fine. Uh, we played sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Oh my god, sneaky, sneaky. So again, I was living at home. You were living in Long Island teaching for some reason you don't have money it's it's still confusing me because all these things center around like neither of us had money because you didn't have money to stay in a hotel or rent a place 
for the summer. That's true. And I lived at home with my parents and I had no money. I was like 20, what, whatever, in, in, in college. I had like no money. And my mom was like, he can't stay here over the summer. He's not allowed to live with us at all. And looking back, I'm like, okay, like who wants their kid's boyfriend to move in with them? Like, I get it. But also we were like, oh, what are we going to do now? We live in this old house with a front staircase and a back staircase, like old houses have that went out through the kitchen and nobody saw that one. And, and so the, and my room was right next to my parents. Like I shared a wall with them. So we played sneaky, sneaky with them. And this was like, this had like consequences if we were ever to be found out. So what would happen was we told my parents that, yep, Scott rented, I don't know, like one of these, the flea bag motel. Yeah, which I, which I did at some point. Sometimes you yeah, did. I did. Every once in a while, like you'd get the week at the flea bag motel. Yeah. Ew. So it, gross. It was really dirty. It was nasty. It was disgusting. Uh, and but like most of the time you didn't. So you'd park the car like way down many blocks away at like nine PM at night. You under the shadow of darkness, you would sneaky, sneaky to the back staircase. You would make some sort of remember we don't have phones back right. then, okay? So you'd make some sort of like Ca-ca! or something and i would be there and i had to like get away the, the, these were my obstacles like the dog it was an old house so everything squeaked um my sister who probably wouldn't have cared and my parents so we got you in my room we had this crappy mattress that would go behind my door so that when they would like open the door a crack to say good night they never came in, which was interesting. They would just open the drac- the door a crack. They're like, okay, night, like yeah. night. And I was in like my bed reading a book and they didn't know that behind that door there right. were you huddled up on this nasty mattress like right. in the corner. Like there you were. And yeah. we did that yeah. successfully yeah. until my dad was like, is Scott sleeping in his car? Because I saw his car down the, the block. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Because they thought my dad thought you were sleeping in your car and he wasn't going to tell on you, but like you yeah. were, you you did sneaky sneaky yeah sneaky sneaky all right with with severe but consequences we won we, won. we did yeah, oh we I, won. they yeah. would have been so mad at the time no, there oh were times where, like I was like right up against that wall yeah. like your mom had the door open yes and I can't you know I'm sometimes I breathe loud yeah so I was like oh my god yeah you oh were pla- that was crazy yeah like. And it was a small house in a small room. I don't know how we did it. It was very um, scary. Oh, my God, once? Because you weren't... Oh, my God, that's right. Because you weren't allowed... Because... Oh, my God. If you were going to... I can't believe I'm bringing this up. Oh, no. Remember you had to, like, pee in a in a water bottle once because you couldn't <laughs> go out to the bathroom? <laughs> okay. All right. But you were teaching. I don't understand where your money was. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really does seem to be a theme here. It's I mean, weird. I had a lot of fake money at the time, you game did. four. Yeah, you were rich uh, that way. Yeah. Okay. So I, was, I was rich with the fake money. Yeah. All right. All right. So we made it through these five games. That was our five games. All right. And again, on, on the TV show, the last one's called Squid Game, mm-hmm. the title. And this is our last game. And we play this all the time. But yeah. we are, you know, for the podcast, we're known for a certain time of year. So we, we play in personal gifts. This is, yes. But, you know, our big one is Christmas. I, yeah. I just had a birthday. And you guys actually, you know, you got me some nice gifts, but you also had a theme that you came up with. You and Bree went <laughs> well, to Target. Well, back it up a little bit. Yeah. We got to back it up a okay. little bit. Okay. Okay. What we decided a long time ago between the two of us is like, we tried the thing where we'd get each other like elaborate, like thoughtful, expensive gifts, you know, oh, here's jewelry. Oh, here's like a shirt or whatever. And I mean, I think like we just 
thought it was funnier at some point to give each other funny gifts instead of like, I don't know, like romantic or meaningful ones. <laughs> it sounds terrible. This is horrible. But we, got, we really bond yeah. over like the humor of it. So like over time, Christmas became the impersonal gift. It was like yeah. a $20 limit and as, as impersonal I, as you can get. I mean, I just want to think about this. You know, look at these games that we've played. One, we're throwing <laughs> balls at each other's head. We're, you know, we're calling each other the old maid. You know, I, we might, you know, do we have issues? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think these games There's have actually. There's some marital counselor yeah, listening. Like, and she's like, I give him five yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not paying your debt. All right. So I got, you know. For my oh, first, but I have to yeah, also okay. say one more thing. Yes, and yes. then I want you to, okay. Okay. Because I have to establish that I've tried to get you, this never included like birthday gifts and stuff. It's just, I've tried no, to know. give you normal birthday gifts. You do. And you're always like, oh, thanks. And, and, and you did oh. give me some great gifts this year. Incredible gifts. You're like, oh, thanks. But Whatever. I also, the, they also did decide to come up with a it's funny theme. To and do it is funny. And I love it. I yeah. love it. Actually, I, I do really love it. You're so moody on your birthday. It's true. So it's we true. have to do something. All right. And the theme that they came up with, because they, they went to Target, was basic white mom birthday. No, basic white mom fall. Oh, basic fall, fall birthday. Okay. Fall birthday. Okay. It was your birthday. Yeah. So it was um, our inspiration, Brianna and I had, was Bo Burnham's White Woman's Instagram. That's what that song, yes. White Woman's it's Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. Little Pumpkins. So we got anything we could that looked. Well, yeah. So, so let, me, let me tell you what they got me. So my first gift was a orange and white dish towel yeah like a fall colored dish towel yeah fall fall dish towel yeah i I really enjoyed that (laughs) um i got a sign that said autumn leaves and pumpkins please yeah it's very aesthetic very aesthetic it's up right now right behind (laughs) me i got a pumpkin brulee candle it's really nice smelling it smells fantastic (laughs) i got a pumpkin with the words on it it's fall y'all it's fall (laughs) y'all So, yes, yeah. that was it. And then I did get, you know, they got me some shirts. Um, I oh, got some coffees, some specialty yeah. coffees. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that was mug. And Abby, who is for some reason into this thing called uh, Big Chungus that she sees on YouTube, she got me a Big Chungus <laughs> shirt, which is basically like, like Bugs Bunny. Two people are like, oh, my God. Yeah, like a heavy, <laughs> like a heavy set Bugs Bunny. I'm yeah. a, I think that's what it is. But yeah. Anyway. So. All right. This is the big reveal. All right. So here is the big reveal. Okay, every year we do this for Christmas. We, you know, I can't remember the last time we didn't do this for Christmas. We've done the last two Christmases on the podcast last year, and I've actually won the last two years you in a have. row. Last year was, you know, something you get from your aunt. Yeah, like a like a distant aunt, yeah. distant relative. All right, so I'm going for the third win in a row, and you came up with the theme this year. Yeah, and here it is. It's 15 minutes in Walgreens. So here's the rules. Let's establish them now. Let's establish them right I've now. I've always wanted to do this. Me too. Because, <laughs> like, the Walgreens commercials around Christmas are always like, oh, my God, last minute. You didn't know what to get somebody going to Walgreens. Like, somebody doesn't know you freaking went into Walgreens and got them the box of chocolates. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you right. totally forgot about me, didn't you, as you open up the box of Walgreens chocolates. So I thought it would be hysterical to do 15 minutes in a Walgreens. 
Okay. And we have to, so we're going to go. Are we picking, do we have a certain Walgreens we're going to use? We, we can pick that together. Okay. I'd like a bigger one. Maybe. I'm thinking the one on Jog Road okay. and Wilbright. Okay. I okay. like that one. All right. And I would say like, we go together. Okay. Um, I set my timer. You have 15 minutes. You come back. And then I have 15 minutes. And what's the price limit? All right. So all right, let's think here. I, I think, you know, excluding card and any wrappings. Okay. okay. So this would be like for actual gifts. I would Just say- $25. Wow, that's pr- this usually is we're 20. Yeah, we're going up this year. No, I think last year, didn't we up no, to 25? No, it's 20. Okay, there's been, very, there's been a lot of inflation this year. Okay. So 25. 25, And okay. you have to get at least, I think, two items. So you can't just spend it all you on one item. One? It can't be one $25 so speak, item. You have to split up the $25 into two items. Can it two be or three? More. Yes. Okay, okay. okay. It could be 25. Okay. Yeah, okay. but it can't be one. Does it have to be like a real gift or something funny? Like, do we have to try to make it look like you would if you were going to someone's house last minute and you forgot? No, I, I would say I, you I do. Think just, I think you do. You think so? Yeah, because I don't want to get like 25 like lollipops for you or something. You know what I mean? Well, then you, then you might not win. Yeah, but I think it's funnier under the premise like, okay, you're going to your boss's house. You completely forgot to get them a gift. you know, and, Or you're meeting your girlfriend for lunch. You're like, oh, crap, I didn't get her a gift. I know she's going to give me a gift. Right. I like that. Okay, I like so, that pretense. So I like that. So I have to like. I have to run in during my fifteen minutes with like, like a vibe. Okay, so you're saying like in these like I can't just buy you like contact solution. Exa- yeah, that's and what that, I mean. Okay, because that's what I was gonna do. But all right. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so that's out. So right. I knew you. See, I knew I had to establish okay. this because you'd be like, oh, Walgreens. It'd be funny to buy your like band aids. Okay. No, like it has to be like you're trying to make it look like a real like, gift. Yeah. Okay. Could does it could it be holiday themed? Anything. Yes. Okay, it can be. Yes, okay, it can so that, that's okay. Yeah. okay. That's established. Okay. There one, there's one other huge problem with this that I see, you know, foresee, and that is the 15 minute time limit. 15 minutes. Okay, because here's the thing you, okay. could, you could be online in Walgreens. Around here, we have a very elderly population. Yeah. So you could be online, like checkout, for 15 minutes. Walgreens, yeah. So could we kind of like check in so, once we get onto the line? So when you're done with your 15 minutes, you have to text the other person who's waiting in the car, like, hey, I'm in line, stop timer. Okay. And it's like, okay. So that has to be within 15 minutes. That you, and then that's the honor code. I don't know if I'm going to have to make you take a picture of yourself in line to confirm. Right. And vice versa. Okay. That, okay. That, that's interesting because in Squid Game, there's a time limit. And once that time limit is you know over. What? I think you have to send a picture of yourself in line. Okay. Yeah. Or should we do it with, with the line? You know, we might have to go on a really off That's hour. That's scary. Like, we, if we go, like, at 5 p.m., all the old people will be sleeping. Okay. So we could get it there. We'll have to... All right. But all we'll right. see what the parking lot looks uh, like. Fine. Okay. All right. To be determined. <laughs> now, I'm also um, adding this caveat. We need to get the wrappings there. It has to look like you threw it in the crappy Walgreens bag. So, like, you're on your way. You go to Walgreens. You know, you're like, oh, I forgot the wrapping, too. Like, you totally forgot everything, and you got to get their Walgreens bag as well to throw it in. Okay. Like, you know, like a gift bag. Oh, gift bag. It doesn't have to be actual Walgreens bag. No, not like the bag. Do, that you, would be funny, What you present, do you have to you have the bag? You present it with, with the, the gift bag in, in the, the Walgreens okay. bag. Okay. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> this is... Oh. Whoa. I'm already getting excited for Christmas. I, this is officially where I finally got right. excited for Christmas. So it's called 15 now. minutes in a Walgreens. 15 minutes in a Walgreens. We'll see. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have some things that are really unique. That's true. I always, cons- I always think like a box of chocolates and a candle. That's what I always think. All right. But well, maybe they look, have different things. Last time we did it with the store, the Burlington Coat Factory. Mm, you know, I won I with, like with, with the uh, Buddy Mug. Mm. Uh, we'll see if I can pull off the third win in a row. Okay. All right. So we got two more ads and then... Uh, fear of success. Okay. 
the traditional guidance with fertility has always been, well, just wait and see, or just relax and see if it happens. But now we have tools, okay? We have tools to help us plan and track everything in our lives, wellness, finances, career, school. Why is fertility still, hey, wait and see, see if it happens for you? That's why modern fertility was created in the easy, it's this easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with just a simple finger prick. Mallet in with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results within 10 days. That's it. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but modern fertility gets you the same information at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today, or maybe just one day in the future, or you're just needing some clinically sound info about your body that can help you make decisions that are right for you, this is what you have to do. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering listeners our listeners, $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even a thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That's modernfertility.com slash KYA. Always an exciting day when we're here with Dipsy voice model, Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. As you know, Dipsy turns you on, but you need somebody to help you turn you off. It does such a good job, and that's Scott's job. Right. You know, if, you, if you're listening to it and then you go out in public, you have to go, you you have know, to go out in public, or you maybe do someone comes to the door right away. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, you get a package or what something. Do do? What do you do? You, you just turn me on. You, just, you, you, know, you turn me on to turn, turn you, you off. off. Exactly. Okay. Whoa. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, we all know the story of boy meets girl, but... How about girl meets girl or maybe boy meets girl and they meet another girl with Dipsy. The stories continue beyond that initial meetup. Come hear what happens behind closed doors. This week's episode is Let's Play Candyland. <laughs> hey, it's your turn to spin the wheel. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. I got double yellows. Can you move me? <laughs> What's this making Sounding dirty. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people in immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. I just landed on the nut. Oh my god. Grandma nut. <laughs> Listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush you never made a move on, or that coworker you've always had a little thing for, or maybe a story that puts you in bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they'd like to do to you. My turn. Oh wow. I got the lollipop. They release new content every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you down. On. Sorry, on. Hey, bro. You're killing me. If I get two greens, I win. Good job, Matt. <laughs> and if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash KYA. That's 30 days, 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash KYA. 
dipsystories.com slash K-Y-A. Totally worth it. It's a lot of fun uh, alone or with a partner. Whatever works for you. Now let's go talk about some things that can get in the way of you getting what you want. I don't claim to know everything. (laughs) And this is one of those topics today that I myself am currently working on, currently evolving in and trying to help myself with. And these are revelations I've made in my own life. And they're also things I get when I do readings on other people. One of the wonderful gifts that I'm able to receive through doing readings with people is being able to see the funny little ways their own egos work in their own lives. So it's like I get a little window into a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different ways that people live. And it's it's a beautiful gift. And I'm I'm so grateful for that gift spirits given me. And that's why a lot of what I want to do on here is share those insights with you. I would always share them one-on-one with people. And then I was like, man, you know, this seems like something a lot of people would benefit from. And that's, that's what I try to do. So today, talking about being afraid, afraid of your own success, afraid of getting what you actually want. A lot of times we think we know what we want and we go for it, go for it, go for it. And then what we don't know what we're doing is we're self-sabotaging subconsciously. And it's because we have this fear. So I wanted to explore that today, explore explore how it works. Maybe it'll resonate within you because what happens to those little things when we see them, they lose their power. So if we can see them today, then they'll lose their power. They'll get out of our way. So the ego. I always talk about the ego. The ego is a really tricky thing. It loves to keep you to, to keep you the same. I mean, that's its whole purpose. We love the ego. We're like, thanks, ego. You know, it is the human part of us that keeps us living and breathing on this planet. It identifies anything that's different, and it says, nope, don't do that. And ever, anything that's different at all, it says, please don't do that. And you know, we talk about it all the time. It's just its job. And the more that you are the same, the better chances you have of keeping, you know, your status quo. And the human ego loves status quo, but you have a soul and the soul wants to grow. It wants to change. It sees perspective. The human ego just sees pitfalls and dangers and it's so linked up. Your ego is so linked up to that primal brain of yours that it can create such fear, such stress and anxiety that when you don't listen, it, it, can, it can just consume you with panic. And so sometimes in a way it is easier to give in and, and just to do what the ego wants. But the soul doesn't stop talking to you either. That's that itchy feeling that you get restless, something else. It's why you feel like you aren't doing enough or you want to do more or know more or you know there's more out there, but you can't understand what it is or how to do it. And that's truly our conflict. I would say in my personal thoughts, our main conflict being here is that little fight, that big fight we have going on between the soul and the ego. It happens all the time and, and it's a battle. It's a war, you know, I mean, your whole life, it's going to be sometimes the ego wins and sometimes the soul wins. But the point is you got to fight the good fight. And we're here today fighting the good fight. And if you at least try, if you at least try, then things will open up for you. Even a little bit, life gets a little bit better. 
So today we're talking about the tricky ways the ego can make you fear getting what you want. So I want you to think right now, right now, take a second, answer this question. What do you want? Don't judge that answer. If you don't have a thing that you want, I want you to think of a feeling that you want. What's the feeling you wish you had all the time? Is it love? Is it safety? Is it financial security? What is it? Is it peace? Is it freedom? If you can't think of anything right now, that's okay. Just hang tight. That's okay. Sometimes it's hard to unleash these things. So just sit with it. That's okay. And see if something comes to you while we talk about how you can see where getting what you want can be very scary and how the ego can try to get in your head about it. Like I said, this is what I've noticed in my own life and in the readings for the people that I do. The ego does try to keep you from getting what you want. So these are some ways, these are some common fears, some subconscious little points of entry. The ego will latch on to you to make getting what you want not desirable thing. Like on the surface, you're like, oh, I totally want to be in love. But then on the day-to-day, step-by-step little processes, your ego gets involved. Like, well, I don't. I want to choose where we're going to eat. And he looks like he's trying to make that choice. Oop, he's controlling. We're done. <laughs> like, it's funny. It's like how the ego gets in. You know what I mean? So you have to kind of notice it. So first thing I notice is there's this fear that when you get what you want, you're going to be unlovable. And this is very vulnerable, very deep-seated stuff that you might not communicate with on the top layers of your consciousness, but maybe if you dive deep down, it might be in there. So that you're going to feel like the way that you're seen once you get what you want, whatever that is, the way that you're seen will be different. And there may be some sort of link towards the way that you're seen today as valuable for people around you. There may have been some sort of way that you were raised And that you've kind of perpetuated a life for yourself with friendships and relationships and work and opportunities and whatnot that reflect a role you were given early on in life. And part of getting what you want might include you changing that role. So it's possible that your ego is saying, oh, very subconsciously, you know, if you are that one, you know, you're in the relationship and you're super happy. How is your, how's your best friend going to feel now? They're not going to, now you're going to be, you know, seen as that girl in the relationship or that boy in the relationship. They're not going to, you know, you're not going to be seen as favorably. Or if you have money oh, now you're too good for us. What is that? Money's more important than friendship. Like, you know, notice where it's sneaking in. Your worth used to be this and now it's that. Um, There's a different way you are going to be helpful to people possibly than you used to be. So maybe you were always in a fixer role. And now, you know, when you get what you want, you won't be able to do that as much. So you're going to have to find a different way that people find value in you. And this can be all very stressful, especially if that's a trigger for you from growing up. And some people can't go with you. Sometimes when you move through life situations and transitions, People will step out of your life and you will have to, and some of you may have already gone through this, you know, you've gotten something that you wanted and you've lost people because of it and you do feel unlovable to them. And maybe 
maybe that happened, you know, because not everyone can go with you. And you have to wonder, am I putting my own growth away so that other people are feeling loved by me? And also the next question is, you know, is it fair that I have to stay stuck for other people to love me? And then ask yourself, (laughs) would I do that to the people in my life? If they got what they wanted, would I accept and acknowledge and support them in their growth and still love them even if they changed in a way that was soul growth for them? All right, so you're afraid that you'll be unlovable is one. Two, you're afraid you won't know what to do once you get the things that you think that you want. (laughs) So, you know, money, that job promotion, that house on a hill, okay? Maybe things creep in. I don't know how to take care of a pool. You know, you want the pool, but I don't know how to take care of it. Then I'm going to have to get a pool guy. There's chemicals. Oh my gosh, what if the pool turns green? (laughs) Okay, like this is a very small, minutia little, what if I get what I want and I screw it up kind of a thing. But you're afraid you won't know what to do. Maybe you get the promotion. Okay, here's the corner office. Here's your desk. Here's it. Oh my gosh, what if I don't know what to do now? Maybe you know, I wanted this job. I'll get it. What do I do once I'm there? Oh, I better not even do it. Um, more responsibility comes with the things that you get. Different responsibilities come with the things that you get. Your perfectionism can get in the way. You have this idea of how it's supposed to be done. And that idea is this like beautiful, shiny image of like perfection. And then you start, your ego comes in and starts comparing you. Oh my God, you're not like that person. That is super not you. Ooh, you don't do that. Ooh, what are you going to wear? What are you going to do? Um, and, and then you start, well, I'm not like them, so I can't do it. Or I don't have the wherewithal to keep up with it. Or, you know, I can't live in that neighborhood. I'm not like all the neighbors. They'll notice me right away. I won't know what to do with the thing that I want. So think about how that is affecting you. And here's a little mantra for you that's worked for me. And it's just simply when all those thoughts start getting into your head, you just say to them, I will know the exact next steps to take when the situation presents itself to me. That's it. I'll know when it happens. When it happens, I'll know. Not going to think about that now because I'm not there yet. But when I am there yet, the next steps will present themselves to me one at a time. Okay, the third thing I see with people is you, you think you'll be unsuccessful at keeping and maintaining success. Fear of failure, okay? The more you stick your neck out in life, you know, the, the more chances you have of people chopping that thing off. <laughs> it's very scary to be a leader where you work or now, you know, you get married. Okay, the big wedding. Now, if, you know, it's not just like, I'll use that as an example. Let's say, okay, I'm, I am in a relationship. Everyone knows it. Here we are. We're getting married. Big wedding. Oops. What if it doesn't work out? Everybody came to my wedding. They just bought me a ton of stuff. Like what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. Yeah. The more you get, the higher you go, the bigger the fall is. That's true. That's true. The more people are aware of the leaps you take, the more people are watching you, you know, fall. If that happens, that's true. Uh, let's say, you know, okay, I have a business, I'm getting, I'm making it bigger. What if, what if my industry doesn't support my expansion? Okay. You know, that's all possible. So there's a lot of 
fear that you won't be able to keep up or maintain any success that you get, that failure, and people are going to see it. They're going to see it. Another thing with this is like once you get whatever you have, you got to keep it up. It's more work. It's more commitment. It's more obligation. Considering if this is like an issue with how you were raised where there was a lot of expectation and perfectionism and just stress about keeping maintaining things in your life, like relationships, for example, or I don't know, stick your neck out type positions or anything really, there's this feeling of like, oh my gosh, that's so much work. I'm too exhausted. I won't have enough energy to keep up with all the things that are going to come with this opportunity. And then this other feeling like, what if you get what you want and now you don't want it anymore? Oh, I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to be trapped. I'm I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. Here's the thing. This whole feeling like you'll be unsuccessful at keeping and maintaining something, when that, that's, that's your ego creeping in and saying, why bother? Because, and then they show you how all the pitfalls make it not even worth doing it. And The big thing is with this, and this is what spirit ends up telling people a lot, is that you're never stuck in anything and you can't fear your own feelings about things. If something happens and you couldn't keep it or maintain it, you'll be okay. You're just facing your own judge and jury in your head about it. If you can understand that the only thing you're really scared of is your own self-talk, you'll be okay. Because honestly, everyone screws up, everyone fails, everyone falls. Nobody pays attention to you more than you pay attention to you. And if you like really see that, maybe you're just, all right, the news of the week and then then people move on and you're like, okay, I'm just fearing my own feelings about this. Then you just, okay, well, that's not going anywhere. I'm not going to let it stop me. Got it. Okay, the fourth thing I see with people is, you know, and this is kind of, I touched upon this in the first one, you're just afraid you're going to leave people behind, that people are going to see you as different or changed. Wow, you changed, (laughs) you know, uh, you came from this neighborhood, now you're living in this neighborhood, well, la-di-da, look at you, right? That's like a big thing when people, when they uh, step up financially, there's a lot of like, oh, oh my gosh, it's like as if having money, and this is just coming from me because this is kind of, you know, what I've gone through in my life, like having money for whatever false, uh, false kind of like parallel to not being a good person or something, which I've been trying to fight in my life is I've gone from not having a lot to feeling more comfortable in my life and, and feeling like dessert, like, okay, I'm okay. It's okay to make, it's okay to make, it's okay to make a living, you know, like it's okay. It's okay for you to want more for your family and yourself and, you know, move up a little in the world. That's okay. Um, It doesn't mean you're like shallow or materialistic or anything like that. But yes, there will be people in your life that say that you are. That's true. You'll feel disloyal to people. You're going to feel just disloyal in general. Like all of a sudden, like you're in a relationship and your best girlfriend isn't, you know, you know, she's not going to like that or something. Uh, Or let's say you go to a different school than like where all your friends wanted you to go. Oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm disloyal, but this is this, you know, maybe this opportunity is a better opportunity, better fit for you. And you hold yourself back from this like awesome, successful uh, moment in your life to make sure that everybody else sees you as loyal and a good friend and good character in their eyes. The new people you meet don't always want 
to know that older version of you that you're more comfortable with. That's the other thing. Like, so when you kind of move ahead and you kind of meet new people and stuff like this, it's weird because, and and those of you that have gone through this, you have people that used to know you, you know, from earlier in your life when you're kind of a different version of yourself. And then you have like, kind of like a new wave of people. And it's kind of interesting if you can kind of timeline your life out a little bit, which is kind of a weird thing to do. You're like, okay, well, here's a middle school friend and here's like a college friend and here's like, I don't know, you know, depending on how old you are. And here's like, I don't know, like, you know, I was single in my 20s friend and here's like, you know, mom, a mom, fellow mom friend, we're both moms. You can kind of like see that like that one friend from one part of your life and the friend, like they would talk about you as a person and be like, who the heck are you talking about? These are totally different people. People in your life kind of gather for the most part, like a, like an idea about you. And so they don't usually include your evolution in that. Not every, some people do. Some people, there are some people that are lifetime friends and they do, but a lot of people don't. So it can be hard to leave versions of you behind with those friendships. So like when you go visit an old friend, it's like, oh yeah, they're expecting, you never do that. You're super bossy or you're the, like, you know, they label you right away or you're cheap or you're this. Like when, And it's like, oh, I've changed, you know, it's been a while, but they don't want to accept that about you and your new friends they wouldn't even understand the old version of you. So sometimes it's hard to even you know, talk about that part of your life because they're like, you? So it's hard because I feel like when you're friends with people, you know, you want them, you want to feel connected. So you kind of want them to understand like how you are and how you've changed in the whole picture of you. And it's hard to leave people behind from your past because you don't want to like lose those pieces of you really. But at the same time, that's what has to happen. I hope that makes sense. But it can be a real fear thing because you can get stuck in other people's perceptions thinking their reality. The reality is, is that when you're born and moving forward, you're going to be a hundred million different versions of yourself because you're a soul self and your soul evolves and your identity, which I've talked about in other podcast episodes, changes with that. And it's okay. And people who get it, get it. They're, they're really, they love your soul. They don't hold on to the details. They know you as an essence and whatever your details are today, they, they accept them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, the fifth thing and why it might be harder to kind of embrace success in your life or, or like what you want, you, you don't feel smart enough. A lot of us feel like... Um, oh gosh, everybody that does that's so much smarter than me or they know better or I don't know, people in love, oh, they're so much more sexier than me or romantic or thinner or you're not, you don't feel like you're something enough 
to, to do whatever it is that you think you, you want. So whatever that thing you thought that you wanted, wonder, ooh, what's the thing that I don't think I'm enough of right now in order to get that? And then look at that thing and then I want you to just squash it <laughs> because like your ego made it up. It's not, it's not real. Like a lot of you women <laughs> who I end up reading, you're like, oh, I got to lose 10 pounds before I date. It's like, actually you don't at all. Like you're totally fine. Take, that's your ego to keeping you from dating. That's all that is. Like whoever you meet won't care or notice or anything. I mean, do it because you want to, but don't make it the thing until, you know, don't make it the, the, the hill you got to climb first. Like whatever. That's like not even associated with anything. Um, so whatever you think is not enough about you, squash that. Notice what it is. Cause that's a huge little tell and then squash it. You, you find that when you go into spaces you know, that maybe it's love, maybe it's money, maybe it's job, maybe it's, you know, a neighborhood, maybe it's a trip you really wanted to go on or whatever. You find once you're there, you're like, wow, I'm here. And look at all these people. Like, (laughs) did they all reach the pinnacles of success I felt I had to reach before I was allowed to enter this space? Really think about it. And it's not true. You know, it's kind of like, and this is a terrible metaphor, but I'm just going to roll with it. You know, when you go to the beach and they're like, oh, I need a bikini body to wear a bikini. And then you go to the beach and you're like, come to Miami and you'll see what I'm talking about. And you you go to the beach and you're like, oh, uh, everybody's a bikini body. Okay. And that's the truth. Like every single body is a bikini body. And me, for example, I'm like, oh, you know, I got a mom body now. I can't wear my bikini. It's like, well, that's not a lot of moms out at the beach. I could, I have a bikini body and so do you, whatever you think you do or don't look like, trust me, you got a bikini body. And that's kind of the same thing with love or financial success or that job or the car you want or like whatever, like you fit the bill, whatever you look like, feel like are your intelligence, it's fine. Trust me. So I hope that makes sense. That metaphor, it's like, you know, whatever, whatever that enough thing is, it's not true. Your ego made it up. Okay, just just right now walk into that space because you're fine. Nothing difference, no difference between you and them, except what happened is, is they don't have, they squashed whatever issue that was in their ego that told them that they couldn't until. Next thing that can kind of keep people from the things that they want. Um, you feel overwhelmed at what you're going to have to do or learn or be or whatever. So the thing is, is like, you know, you'll see all the steps ahead of you and you don't feel like you'll have the time or energy or intelligence to follow them. So let's say you're in school and you're like, okay, I should really get my master's degree or who knows what, you know, this this is just an example. And you're like, ah, God, I don't feel like going to school and I don't feel like doing this and I don't feel like doing that. And then I'm going to have to do this. And then I have to call this person. I don't even know how to do that. And then I have to do all these classes and all this time. My grandma always used to say, and this sticks with me, you know like things grandmas say that stick with you forever. The time's going to pass whether you do something with it or not. And the other thing she used to tell me is, you know, once you learn something, nobody can take that away from you. And so anything that you know that you'll have to do or learn or the time you'll spend doing those things, it's never a waste. Even if you don't use it, it wasn't a waste because you'll use it for something else. So the time's going to pass anyways. Learn whatever you have to learn. But it can be very stressful because you can get very overwhelmed at the beginning of a, of a project or beginning of dating or beginning of like romance or beginning of, I don't know, house 
hunting or just anything or, you know, financial organization or just whatever it is, it can be overwhelming. Another, you know, and, and along with the whole overwhelm things, you can be, you can be nervous. You just won't know what to do that. You'll look dumb, especially in a new job. Oh my gosh, I have so many things to learn. Once I'm there, I'm going to look really stupid. What if I just don't even get it? Well, I don't know if I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people don't get it. And there's a learning curve. You know, you just throw yourself in. Um, the other thing that can keep you in all tied to this is your ego will tell you you have to learn everything or do everything before you get the opportunity. So that holds you back. Like, oh, I can't you know, um, I have to do these eight things and take these eight classes before I start this or whatever. That's like, you know, sometimes it's your ego telling like, all right. So, uh, for example, I had a client and she wanted to go into, um, like a, I think like a nutritionist, like life consult business for, um, a family members, uh, health coaching kind of gig thing. And she's like, oh, I should really, like, you know, go on the diet they told me to and do this and da, 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 and then learn this and take all these classes before I can coach people. And it's like, yeah, cause you kind you could, but I, and, but she was kind of making it like she had to get like an A plus plus and all these things first before she could go into it. And it's more like, no, you should know what you're teaching and you should know what obviously like you're going to be telling other people what to do. And you should know it just for like sympathy and perspective and empathy purposes obviously like oh this part of the program's hard or this part's easy or this part's challenging or this these are the pitfalls of this part but it doesn't mean you have to like become a whole different person before you do it you know so just kind of changing the perspective so you don't get so overwhelmed and then just the good old insecurity about your abilities you know you can get overwhelmed with that insecurity just that voice inside telling you uh, who you are. Like, you're not that person. You're this person. You're lazy. You don't like to read. You can't, you're not a good auditory learner. You can't, you don't do tech. You can't figure out software programming. You don't know how to drive from here to there. All that voice will come in and you think that's you and it's not. Anything can really change. And if it can't change, you can make modifications. So it's not, so all that, when you get those little, you aren't that person, da, 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 it's like, mm, wait a second, because maybe I'm not that person to do something this way, but maybe I'm this person to do it like in a modified way. So maybe I'm not organized, like, for example, maybe I'm not organized like some people, but I can modify so that it's organization for something that makes sense to me. You can modify anything to make it work for you. Okay. Another thing that can hold people back. Change scares you because you don't feel like you'll have control. Listen, life will look different after you get whatever it is that you want. Life's going to look a lot different. Your relationships are going to look different. Your routine, there's going to be new people. You don't know any of this yet. A lot of unknown. What is your ego not like? The unknown. So it's going to tell you, hey, the devil you know, better than the devil you don't know. And sometimes maybe that's true when it's like a new boss coming into your work or something. But in life, honestly, that's your ego talking. Your ego is telling you like, ooh, we don't know what that's going to look like. But we do know what your mundane life that you're not thrilled with right now looks like. So how about we keep that? We'll distract with some self-destructive activities and we'll just keep you right here where we're comfortable. So that's what happens to a lot of us and that's the battle we're fighting. But really your soul wants you to go after the new life, the new routine, the new people you don't know yet, and all of the unknown. There's an excitement towards it. And when you tackle it, ooh, you feel so good. 
Another reason you might be scared of success is you're going to have to ask for help. (laughs) So many of us hate doing that because then you have to like talk to new people. Ooh, a lot of us introverts are like, ooh, that's stressful. I don't want to talk to new people. Man, you're going to have to put them out by asking them for things. Ooh, us empaths do not like that. Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm asking again, but what's the email for this? The copy machine's not working. Can you please, you know, all that. Like we hate all that stuff. Um, yeah, you're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to learn a lot of new things about yourself when you start something new, when you get something new, when you're in a new situation. You're going to have a lot of learning moments. You're going to have a lot of vulnerable moments. You're going to have to deal with confrontation. You're going to have to deal with other people's bad feelings, deal with other people's moods, their new personalities. You're going to have to face others seeing the real you. And have to deal with the aftermath of that. It's a lot harder to hide your authentic self when you're in really new out of the comfort zone situations. It's uncomfortable to have people meet you when you're not comfortable with your own flaws or insecurities yet. So you're, when you walk into a new situation, it can be very naked feeling. Like here I am. Super don't know what's going on here. New relationship, new job, new neighborhood, new anything. Here I am. Don't know what's going on. And you ask for help and advice and that can kind of put the ego off because maybe you don't like for a lot of reasons to do that. You also, you might not trust people. That's the other thing. You have like an issue with trusting, you know, you, you know that, you know, your track record is you bring in like maybe narcissists. (laughs) So you're like, okay, we all know I'm not great at meeting people. You know, my boundaries are off, you know, stuff like that. So you don't trust your ability of bringing people into the fold to help you. So that, that can kind of put you off too. Uh, another thing you're used to things being taken away from you once you get them. Now, this is a real childhood thing. (laughs) Maybe every time you got something, it was taken away. So the norm for you, the survival mechanism for you is to just not want things in the first place. The norm is to get something and then have it vanish Um, so it's harder to get what you want and then watch it go away. So why don't I just don't, I just won't get it anyways, because like there's some sort of association with getting what you want, like love or money or freedom or peace of mind or stability or something to be excited about. And then the ball was dropped by somebody in your life who had more control over you at that time. And so there was this like very, very big agreement in you that's very possibly solidly formed where Anytime there's an opportunity, you can all of a sudden, through your ego, get convinced you don't want it. And that's from childhood. So notice that. Because I notice a lot of you are real good at talking yourselves out of amazing things because there's this very subliminal, deep-seated subconscious fear that it's going to vanish once you get it. And that happened to you too many times as a kid. So your ego you know, tried to protect you by making you just, okay, we're just not going to want things at all. So just like a lot of hesitation to getting what you want because saying goodbye is heartbreaking and it can remind you of the past, but you're in control now. Okay. You're a big person. You can do it. You're stronger. You're safe. You can handle it. You know that if something's taken, if something doesn't work out, you're okay and it's not the past anymore. And you also know that things can work out for you. And you also know that those are patterns from the past. That doesn't mean that that's a pattern now. Those are just patterns you focus on more. 
Start focusing. This is my solution to this one. Start focusing on the things that do work out. If you have to think about the tiniest things at first, do that. This is such a sad example, but I'm going to give it to you. So a lot of this one is my own thing. Like I get, I'm just used to things being taken away. So I just don't want things. So I'm just used to like a lot of like struggle with anything. And I feel like this would always happen. It's like a joke, you know, like even with my husband and I, it's like a joke. Like, oh, of course that happened to you. Like that, the struggle or something like, and then this happened and then this happened. So I remember very clearly I was at the doctor's office. Um, God, this is, I don't even know if you care if you, I don't even know if you care about this, but this is just like such a tiny example that I need to give it to you so you can do tiny examples in your own life. I was at the doctor's office and um, I had to get blood work from another place transferred to them. And I was anemic. So that was like the whole issue. I was anemic at the time. And so if you've been anemic, it's like the most annoying thing to have. And I was like really anemic. So I was like super tired all the time. Anyways, so I needed this blood work transferred and um, all of a sudden, like, and I knew this was going to, I just knew it. Like, oh, they're going to have a hard time finding it. The fax machine won't work. The Wi-Fi is down. The computer's not working. So all that stuff starts happening between the two offices, the office, and I'm in the doctor's office waiting for the blood work to come over so my doctor can talk to me for my thing. And, and I had called a week before for this to get done. And of course I come in and they're like, no, we don't have any of that. And I'm like, they said they sent it. No, they never sent it. So like, you know, so these two offices are trying to talk to each other and I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, I need, I need this blood work or else this is appointment was for nothing. And I don't know when I can come back and I'm super anemic and I just need like somebody to help me. And I sit there and I'm like, wait a second, this is not my job. This is their job. This is going to work out. And I release myself from struggle. I'm used to struggle. I'm used to things not working out for me, but you know what? I'm going to release myself from it. Literally two minutes later, some nice office girl is like, oh, we got it. Come back. Come back in the office. Let's go. Let's talk to the doctor. And I swear, I try to do this all the time now for anything, like anything. Like I'm just, I just assume it'll work out. It'll work out. Not my job. And I just like picture it floating out into the universe. And you can do that too. Things can work out for you. Not everything's a flipping struggle, but you got to focus on things working out, not on all those stuff behind the scenes that probably won't work out. I hope that made sense. It was kind of a longer story, but I wanted to give you some sort of like silly example in my own life. And then now I really try to focus on things that work out. Even if it's so simple as like, oh my gosh, I redeemed my points for this, I don't know, free coffee at Starbucks. It worked out. I really try to like focus on it. <laughs> like, isn't that great? It worked out. As silly as that is, it's helped me a lot in the bigger things. Last one, failing is more natural to you than success. <laughs> and I'm laughing because it hits close to home. Okay. So Maybe you just don't know how to succeed. Like it never happened. And you're you're like used to failing. You're kind of good at it. You're used to the date not working out. You're used to getting the no from the job. You're used to the struggle happening in your life or whatever. And success is this thing that like, I don't know how to do success, but man, I can do failure. You know, I, I totally know how to do failure, but here's the thing. It's okay to not know how to do success. You don't have to know how to do success. You just have to get ready and sit in it and be flexible for it. Like, honestly, it's easier to prepare some, for some of us. And some of you will be like, really? Hmm, that's sad. But for some of us, I know you get this. It's easier to prepare for disappointment than for success because you have more experience at disappointment. 
This is like me, but I got over it. Because when, like, when you've lived a life where you've been disappointed a lot, it's something that you're familiar at. You're kind of good at it. Like you have your after disappointment routine, you know. Oh, you know, I got my ice cream, you know, then I go out with my girlfriends and then I, you know, I sit and wallow for a few days and I'm good. I'm fine. I'm totally good. <laughs> you know, like that. So it works for you. You know how to deal with it. Success. Forget it. I have no idea how to deal with that. Now what do I do? What do people expect of me? Who do I have to be? Who hates me? Who loves me? Who am I? What? All the stuff from all the previous things I was talking about can all start hitting in. I'm not smart enough. I don't know what to do. Who am I now? Who did I leave behind? So kind of understanding like, oh, wait a second. I'm going to let that go. You know, it's the pattern or cycle that you focus on now that's going to be more apparent for you or more good for you. So I want you to start thinking about how when success comes to you, you will know what to do when it comes. You don't have to sit there and worry about how not to, like, I can't figure this out or I won't know what to do or what's going to happen. Try to just sit in it and just be like, wash over you. And again, with the mantra, when the next situation arises, I'll know the next steps. And that's it. That's it. And then you don't have to think about it anymore. Just you'll know that you'll know. That's a good mantra for you. I hope that works. Okay, I wanted to talk about aura colors and fear of success. This will be very quick. So these are just very broad generalizations. I see with each aura color and kind of their tendency of which issues are theirs. So red people, they don't like to not have control. So that's the whole thing about, I don't know what my life's going to look like when I get what I want, or I might have to help people to help me. Red people don't like that. They like to do things on their own. So the no control thing can really freak them out and keep them from the things that they want. Yellow people, they have this fear that if they can't handle it all smoothly, if it won't happen perfectly, their perfectionism gets in the way, why even bother? So they can like stop it before it even starts by just sitting in the whole, oh, why bother? I don't have all the tools I need necessary to begin, so forget it. So the overwhelm hits them with their perfectionism. Green people can be kind of kept from what they want because one thing, they truly do not like any sort of obligation to be a certain way. I'll see this sometimes with green green people in relationships with the I don't know, like with the label of marriage or father around them. They all automatically have some sort of architect architect. What's the word? Archetypal. That was not the word. This sort of archetype of who a dad is or a mom is or a, or a husband or a wife is. And they get stuck in that instead of just like being themselves. So obligation to be a certain way can stress them out. Um, they get stuck in like societal expectations and then like not wanting to do that. Uh, and, and also the things that can get in their head, sometimes like they can get stuck on things having to be a certain order or making sense to them. But remember, that's their perspective. There's so many perspectives. So they have to like lean into other perspectives and that can be hard for them. Blue people, blue people get nervous that they're going to let others down when they get what they want, that they won't be able to make everyone happy. And therefore their whole purpose of life will be like evaporated. Indigo people, kind of like the blues also, they don't like that much attention. So if there's like a lot of attention on them, like, oh, you get the job. Now you're the main squeeze. Everyone sees you. Um, Or in in the family, like, ooh, you're in love. We're all going to ask you questions. If you break up, it's going to be the talk of the town. You know, like the energy can overwhelm them. So they're just like, let me just stay invisible because that's easier. Purple people, 
very overwhelmed. They can get super overwhelmed. They can get very anxiety ridden. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to fail. I'm going to blow it all up. You know, that kind of like the focus on the struggle, like everything happens to me. What is this? this all, of course this happened to me. If it, anything's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. Like that kind of energy. Uh, also, they don't always like the structure. Like, ooh, that job comes with a lot of structure. I have to be there a certain time. I got to be, be a certain type of, you know, role model or I have to be, you know. Um, they get worried that, that things are going to get linear and boring for them so they can kind of purple bomb success moments a little bit. Turquoise people, just because they're so used to kind of like absorbing into other people's stuff, I feel like they can get sometimes nervous about coming up with their own identity. Um, they get nervous about being called out or being, you know, more personally responsible for the success they're obtaining in life. So kind of the more standout, hey, we're noticing you. Hey, what's next? Hey, innovate. Hey, create. Hey, tell us how you did it. I That can kind of make them a little bit like, oof, this is, I have to like step out of other people's stuff and speak from my own voice. And then that can make them a little bit nervous for the things that they want to happen. And pink people, I often feel like they are nervous about success because they know people are going to manipulate and control them, that they can't be their own person, that they can't have anything on their own, that they have to get them secondarily from other people, that they have to lean on other people who take advantage of them and try to get scraps from them. So sometimes they can try to just stay in their own lane and avoid um, opportunities where it might put them in contact with people who are very oppressive. So I hope this helped. I hope this helped uncover places where perhaps you are feeling a little fearful of getting the things that you want. And now that they're exposed and seen, they can't hide, which means they're going to get out of the way. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All so right. what do you think? All right. So after listening to that, I think we kind of answer the question of why I had no money back then. You know, I just was probably really scared of my own success. You know, there's things that, you know, I do, uh, such as, you know, I don't only like to give up control yeah. to other people. Uh, sometimes I'll I have like fear of taking the blame, you know, if something yeah. goes wrong. We, you know, we even talked, we joked about that with picking, you know, Netflix shows. Right. Um, that's true. You know, I, you know, I've never liked to use like a financial advisor yeah. because I like to do it myself and yeah. maybe, you know, who knows, I could have done better, you know, cause I don't know everything. It's yeah. not my job. Uh, but yeah. So I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense what you were talking about. Uh, I like, appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, like giving up control yeah. and asking for help and yeah. thinking that life might look different. And then also like if you're wrong, feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm wrong. Like that's so yeah. like hard for you to take that on. So you avoid it. Yeah. 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 And I definitely can see that now. I mean, I think I saw it a little bit, but now I really oh. understand it. So oh, I, pre- I appreciate that. All right. Thank, good. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. But you know what you're good at? You are good at you don't care what people think. Yes. That, that I, part's good. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that, but you do. Yeah. And that actually has really brought me a lot of success in some ways because I, I don't really have like that fear of rejection. So, you know, I do, I do a lot of reaching out on your yeah. behalf. You know, I, I am kind of like your manager, your PR person all in one. Yeah. And, you know, I the worst for me is if someone doesn't answer me. Like if I, yeah. if I send someone an email, I, I don't have a problem if they say no or whatever. But, you know, I don't like when they don't. Like when they don't write back. Like when they go, yeah, that you. bugs me more yeah. than hey, you know, look, if it's not for you, it's not for you. I can take it. Uh, so I don't have that fear of re- you know rejection type thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that actually helps me. You know, you and I talked about this the other day, like when we were getting a bagel because <laughs> you were you remember because this was just yesterday because you were like oh. 
you just randomly were like, Megan, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, oh, why? And you're like, you do all these scary things. And it's like, and I thought about it. It's like, it's true. I do. Like, like this is scary, you know, or like public speaking is very scary for me or doing anything like where a lot of people are looking at me is very scary. But you know what I learned? I learned just to live with the fear. You know, like the fear isn't something that is going away. So I'm just like, okay, cool. It's you again. And I learned the difference between like good fear and bad fear. But the thing is, is your ego makes it feel the same. So that was like a big thing for me. Like, you know what? I am scared to walk up on here and talk to a bunch of people, but it's okay. I'm not going to die. You know, I'm just going to make, you know, I'm going to do it anyways. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then like with you, like, I'm really proud of you because you actually look for rejection as learning opportunities. So when somebody says no, or do it this way or do it that way, you're like, huh, let me look into that. And you found ways instead of getting angry or whatever, you're like, oh, let me just learn more about how to do it a different way or an opportunity to, to do, I guess, gain different perspective. So we've, we've been trying, but man, it's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. <laughs> so true. No, it's not, it's not yeah. easy. I think, and then if I really thought about it, I get so overwhelmed, like about all the stuff I don't know and I'd have to, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't even. So I try okay. not to. Yeah. I have a good, and also I can throw it out of my mind. So like what, like that's the other thing that I'm really good at. So like if it did, like even let's say they did reject me, you know, I get all mad, I get all read about it. Yeah, I go, rah, 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 I go to a little rant, and then it's like oh, the next day it's over for yeah, me. Then we, like, I, I don't, you do, you forget it. I don't keep it. I don't keep the uh, the baggage. Well, your big thing is on to the next. On to the next. That's yeah. your saying around here. Yeah, and that's actually when we do success too. So yeah, it, it works actually both ways. Neutral. So, yeah. Yeah. When we get like you know, if we do something really well and yeah. we we'll do something great, you know, ten minutes after it's over, I'm like, all right. Let's Onto celebrate it, and first you got to celebrate it. Yeah, to celebrate. Definitely it. celebrate it. Yeah, celebrate and, it and learn from it, and then learn from it, and then on to the next. Yeah. So you uh, you learn way more yeah. from the things that don't work yeah. out than the things that do. Yeah. I'll say that much. And that's th- actually, you know, we do have to work on that a little bit. What? The celebrating, I know, because sometimes we don't celebrate it enough. And you know, because celebrating for me is sometimes just like a nap. I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, like oh yay, a yeah. nap. Yeah. I'm so excited. like our celebrations are. That big. I just but don't. We probably should. Well, I don't. That's another thing. Like, that could be a whole other episode. What's a real celebration for you? Right. Like, some people, like, they're like, okay, you know, like, yeah. all expenses paid trip to this. Like, that yeah. sounds great, but also, like, a nap sounds great. I don't know, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to explore that. Like, how do you celebrate in right. a way that's authentic to you? Right. Like, we just got a book deal from Simon and Schuster. Hey, yeah. let's go to Chick fil A. <laughs> I think we did that. I think we did. <laughs> Like most people be like Ruth Chris Steakhouse or something. I don't know. I know. But we're just like, hey. Yeah. I'm going to get the 12 piece instead of the eight count. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting that extra large. I love their lemonade. I'm yeah. going to get the big, big lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I think we lost a lot of listeners yeah, this oh, episode. Yeah, we just totally went off. From our squid game and whatnot. But uh, I have to randomly say that, you know, that rare aura episode that we did? Yeah. I told somebody, you know, we met on there. We were like, hey, this is not the first episode. You should, you know, listen with someone who's on the fence about this stuff and someone on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page. And I, oh, I should have screenshotted the post so I could read it. Was like, yeah, that was the first episode I listened to with my significant other. <laughs> I'm like, why? Did, why? Did they totally leave or they got I, I think they kind of got it. Like, I think they were like, you know, okay. Like, I think, like, she was saying something like they were like, mm, it's weird, but like, there's something to it or whatever. So, okay. I know, I thought that was just so funny randomly. Okay. And I actually just thought of one more thing with our 15 minutes of Walgreens. Oh, yeah? Is, okay. Is there going to be like, 
up? Like, can we have a pre- are you allowed a preview? Meaning no, you can't. Like, no. like, like a month no. earlier, I go in and no. I preview the no. store. This is the mindset. Are you ready? Yeah. This is the mindset. The right. mindset is like, oh crap. Okay. I totally okay. have to get a gift. I only have 15 minutes and I also need them to still talk to me after I give them this gift. There's pressure. There's pressure. That's the whole okay. persona we go into. It. Okay. That'll be part in who wins. Right. You have to be under that whole like thing. All right. So if we ever need any like prescriptions, I'll go to CVS instead. Yeah. Or Publix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Totally. All right. Yep. All right. So I'd love to continue this conversation over on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page. I think when we share kind of the little subconscious things that we're like, hey, wait a second, I am scared of this. If, you know, the thing I want happens, all these things have to happen before that. And I'm scared of this, 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 this. Maybe if we share it with each other, we'll help each other not only like reveal it in ourselves, but maybe kind of give other people a little catalyst to see it in themselves. So let's go continue it over there. And I'd love to hear what you all have to say. You know, this podcast is for you and about you. And I'm sending you all my love today. A big hug. I hope you all feel it. Take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on on your podcast app.